Welcome to Hook, Line, and Splitter, a Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast. Hook, Line, and Splitter is presented by NJR Home Services. And now, here's your host, Greg Giambarisi. Welcome, everybody. Hook, Line, and Splitter, a Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast, episode 21. It's presented by NJR Home Services, bringing you simple solar savings so you can enjoy the sunshine both at home and at the ballpark. Good day, everybody. I'm Greg Jambarisi, Line and Splitter, presented by NJR Home Services. Thanks for joining us today. Good episode uh, that we'll have for you today with uh, Phillies infielder, outfielder, utility man, Luke Williams. We talked last week to Luke, who spent the 2017 season here with the Blue Claws and then has had a pretty magical run uh, this year, played in Australia for six weeks over the winter, and then uh, Olympic team during the qualifying process, helped them qualify for the Olympics. As soon as he comes back, he goes up to Philly, uh, gets a hit in his first game, hits a walk-off home run, his second game against the Braves at Citizens Bank Park. So uh, it was a lot of fun to catch up with Luke. I hadn't talked to him uh, in a, in a, about a year. We talked last uh, offseason uh, during the shutdown, but Hadn't talked to him in a while, so great to catch up with uh, with Luke Williams, member of the 2017 Blue Claws. We'll get to that in a little while. Uh, we will also have, uh, when we're done with with Luke, we'll talk about the upcoming Blue Claws homestand, which is the final homestand of 2021, local summer uh, for that homestand. This podcast is also presented by Rich Green Lawns, the leading lawn fertilization company, the Jersey Shore. We provide lawn, non-turf, tick, mosquito, tree, and shrub programs. Now is the time to think about core aerating and seeding. Call today at 732-370-5963. Blue Claws are in Aberdeen this week. They'll be back home next week, September 7th through 12th against Greensboro. Before we get to Luke, we want you to like, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, or of course you can check out all the episodes uh, on those platforms or at blueclaws.com slash podcast. This is episode 21. We're, we'll keep going, by the way, after the, the Blue Claws season is over, but we're not gonna, we'll have a few more during the, the calendar year. Hopefully the 2022 Blue Claws schedule comes out soon. We'll do an episode on that, and then uh, we'll have a few more things for you uh, here at the ballpark next week. So uh, without further ado, let's hear from our guest today, episode 21 of Hook, Line, and Splitter, presented by NJR Home Services. It's Philly's utility man, Luke Williams. Luke Williams, our guest today, joining us from Citizens Bank Park in Philly. Luke, welcome. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Greg. Anytime, anytime. So w- overall, how do you put into words what 2021 has been like for you? It's been uh, quite a wild ride. Yeah, yeah, you can. Pretty wild ride for sure, um, especially with you know what happened in 2020 without having a season and um, everything that happened with the world. Uh, for this to happen in 2021 is uh, pretty indescribable. Uh, something you you dream about, but you know rarely happens. And for it to uh, happen to me, I'm very fortunate, and uh, it's been one heck of a ride. I wanted to start because with the blue cross tie to Australia where you played for tank, who's obviously managing here this summer. First, what did you think of, uh, of playing for tank? I know um, when you hit the walk-off homer the first week in Philly, he was, was, I was with him. He was so excited. It was really cool. Go back to Australia there with tank. Yeah. Take delicious. Uh, he's one of a kind. Um, just uh, 
great guy, great baseball guy. And um, it was so fun getting to know him because I hadn't met him until uh, I got out to Australia. And uh, to be able to interact with him and get to know him was awesome. He's such a laid back, funny dude. I didn't realize how funny he was until we had a uh, we did a kangaroo court. I was like, wow, this guy's really funny. <laughs> so uh, it was a perf- perfect guy to have uh, as a manager and um, seems to be doing a good job with the uh, with the Blue Claws. How did it come to be where you ended up out there in the first place? And how long were you out there? Uh, it was six weeks. Yeah. Did the, Phillies just call you, did the Phillies just say, hey, you want to go out there and get a few at-bats and play a little I've bit? I've been asking – I've been uh, telling the Phillies um, I want to play. Um, I called my agent too. I was like, I want to play wherever I can play. And Phillies brought up this opportunity. And I said, heck yeah, play baseball and go to Australia. <laughs> so uh, yeah, couldn't well, you, say uh, no to it. What's your favorite part of Australia off the field? Oof. Um, I guess, well, it was, it was the first time I got to fly to like, play baseball like travel yeah. uh that was pretty cool uh, we spent the whole week in perth i went to the beach every morning so that was pretty sweet um i mean it's, yeah go ahead no it's just it's an experience that you know most guys never get the opportunity to to have and you exactly. had a great yeah it's just another opportunity to see the world and and to play baseball so uh it was a no doubter for me so you come back and then spring training and then the, the Olympic opportunity, how did that come about? Um, was Did that catch you kind of off guard that you might have the opportunity to play for Team USA? Yeah, so I got an email during spring training, and uh, it was like, hey, like, we're interested, but you may not – it was like, you know, not official, but you're, with, you're part of the discussion. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then uh, it was about a week before the tournament, uh, they called Josh Bonifay and they uh, told him that uh, they wanted me to be a part of the team. So uh, that was pretty, pretty incredible. And another no doubter decision to uh, represent your country and possibly play in the Olympics uh, was uh, a no brainer. How did you like, cause it was kind of a mix of, you had some minor league players, you had some older guys that had been in the big leagues for a, for a while in many cases and wanted the opportunity. How was the the team chemistry and how did you guys all bond together there with with Mike Sosha? Yeah, yeah, Mike Sosha as the uh, as the boss was uh, pretty awesome too. Being a SoCal guy, yeah, uh, that was that was incredible for me and to have Todd Frazier, Matt Kemp, John Jay, Logan Forsythe, who I'd met before. Um, with the Phillies was uh, was so awesome. And then we had, you know, the young prospects, Jaron Duran, Tristan Cassis, Nick Allen, to name a few. Uh, I mean, what a group. It, we, were, we became close really quick, and uh, it showed by our performance. I mean, we, we won all five games. So. so, obviously, you couldn't go to the Olympics. You were thrilled to be where you, where you are now. Um, how much did you follow it? As I know it's tough with the time difference, and you're obviously you have a busy schedule. How much did you try to follow it? No, I watched every game. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I woke up. <laughs> they were all they were all at what six a.m. So yeah, I set my alarm for uh, for five forty-five, and 
I was up for every game. I, 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 I was, uh, I was attached to it, you know, just, uh, be it knowing, knowing that group of guys and knowing what it feels like to put that uniform on and represent your country. It's just, uh, it's hard to describe. And, uh, I didn't want to miss any part of it. So you go back to Lehigh, you're there for uh, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. And then they tell you you're going up. How did you find out that you were going up to Philly? Well, I was, I actually was only there for a day, two days. Oh, that was okay. Yeah. I flew in, flew in from Florida. And then, um, the next day was an off day. So, um, I stumbled upon some Nets tickets Brooklyn Nets tickets and uh, went to that playoff game with Mickey Moniak and on the subway, uh, on the subway ride to New York, I got the phone call from uh, Josh Bonifay and Gary Jones that I was getting called up. And uh, yeah, that was was a pretty awesome moment. What was, uh, what was Mickey's reaction? That's gotta be pretty cool to be there with a a friend that you played. Yeah, exactly. I got the phone call and, uh, didn't really think much of it. I think he knew right away that I was getting called out because you could see his face. He was like, <laughs> and uh, I didn't think it was. And so uh, they finally called. They, you know, Bonifay told me I'm going to the big leagues. And then the phone call cut off because we were in the subway. So I had like 10 minutes to really like up and enjoy it with Mickey. And we're just losing it on the subway which is hilarious looking back at it because, you know, it makes you think what the other people were thinking on the subway. Like, what are these two 20, 23, 24-year-old guys freaking out for? You know, <laughs> we're just hugging each other. Like, I'm, like, on the verge of tears. And, uh, yeah, it was a moment I'll never forget. Did you go to the game? Yeah. Yeah, I went to the game. Uh, couldn't miss that. And then uh, – and then the next morning I drove to Philly. That's awesome. So then you have the, the bunt single and then the net or a day or two later, the, the walk-off Homer, little walk-off Homer, take us through that at bat. What are you thinking when you're going up there, your family's there, games on the line, take us through that. Yeah. So I just went up and um, trying to, not be too crazy. You know, I was trying to get, I knew, uh, Smith had a good, uh, a good heater, good slider. So, uh, I was just trying to get a pitch I could handle. I was honestly trying to hit it to like right field cause they had shifted a bit. So I was like, all right, just trying to hit the hole and, uh, threw a slider that I didn't miss. And, and, uh, that was, uh, yeah, Did still, you know hard, it? still hard to believe. Did you know it was gone? Uh, I knew I hit it really well. Uh, about halfway, halfway uh, down the line, I kind of knew it was gone. You could kind of see it by my <laughs> reaction. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I actually did it!" You know, so uh, yeah, pretty special. Having my parents there too. Yeah, do you remember like running around the bases? What's going through your mind? Can you process anything? Did you hear the crowd? Yeah, I hit first base, and then I felt like chills going down my body. Um, and then was just like, just hit every base. Please don't miss a base. <laughs> so, yeah. And then uh, to be able to share that with your family, with your parents there uh, after the game, what was that like? Yeah, that was special. Um, my parents there, you know, they've been through it all. 
been through the whole ride, seen the ups, the downs, and uh, you know, my dad, my dad, both my parents are you know big role models to me. But you know, my dad pushed pushed me through the limits, you know, because he knew the talents I had and the uh, you know the opportunity I had. So uh, to be able to do that in front of them was uh, was very special. You have been able. The Phillies have been pretty aggressive in moving you guys around defensively. Um, I know when you were here, you played mostly third, but now you pretty much play all over the, all over the diamond. How do you think that helped you as a player? And then how do you think that helped you, you know, find a spot there? Yeah. I mean that it just kind of uh, brought about the versatility that I have and, excuse me, and that I could bring um, to a team. You know, I, I did that growing up. I played all over the field and um, it got me to play. I mean, like in Reading, Reading was really the first year it was full-blown uh, utility player. That's the most games I played uh, in any minor league season. Uh, so um, it got me out on the field. It got me playing almost every day. And um, I just, you know, wanted to take advantage of those opportunities and, uh, worked out so far was there a period for you in your career where you kind of think everything kind of clicked in maybe was a kind of a turning point for you was it in Reading was it in this 19 season yeah second half of Reading um was really kind of like a a point where it kind of hit me where I was like you know what like I I I could really do this you know because I had my fair shares of struggles throughout the minor leagues performance wise. And, um, I think going through those trial and errors and that period really helped me become the player who I am now. And, uh, you know, I'm still learning every day. I think we're all learning every day, mentally and physically. Um, so yeah, I think that was kind of the point where I was like, you know, I can really do this. Toughest pitcher you faced so far this year. Oof. Um, I had one at bat last week against uh, a pinch hit at bat against uh, Gatterall, the Dodgers. That was, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah. Actually, now that you met, I forgot I was going to ask before. So you hit the home run the next week. You guys are in LA home game for you. How many yep. people did you have out there? Yeah, that was, that was quite a lot. Um, Ooh, I mean, it had to have been at least 75 people, That's maybe awesome. close to 100. And it was nice because the first game wasn't full capacity. It was still 50%. So you could tell who was there <laughs> to watch me play. Um, so that was really cool. Like come, I, I, I came in for a pinch, at, pinch hit at bat. I didn't even step out of the dugout. And they started going crazy. And then uh, – and then, yeah, more people came the next day and the day after, but it was full capacity, 50,000 the next day, which was pretty crazy. What, um, what do you remember most about your time here with the, uh, with the Blue Claws? Uh, I mean, packed the house. You know, they had some great fans. It was literally every – once Thirsty, Thirsty Thursday hit, it was like it was going to be a packed house every, uh, every game. So that's – you know, as a young player, that's really exciting because you've never really experienced anything like that. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, I'd have to say the fan base. That was, uh, it was a lot of fun to play there for sure. I enjoyed my time there. With Marty, who's always a lot of fun. Marty Beloy, hard Marty. <laughs> oh yeah. That was his first year too. So, uh, yep. um, yeah, we were just starting to get to know him. <laughs> and then last question, you, you're wearing, uh, the slam and Sammy shirt there for your sister. Yep. Now that you have a big league walk-off home run, who's winning the uh, the bragging rights there after she had another All-America season at uh, at Iowa State? Uh, her. I don't even. Know. <laughs> uh, you know, I get I get an earful from you know fam or at least friends from back home all the time. You know, who's better? You know, uh, Sammy's better or whatever. So uh, she gets all the credit. She's had uh, one incredible career at Iowa State, and she's uh, starting her professional season uh, tomorrow. Oh, wow. That's awesome. First, first game's tomorrow. What uh, team? It's uh, it's this Athletes Unlimited league. So they have – so there's four teams, and they change every week. So it's just like there's a, a group of players, and then they have four captains. Captains pick the teams, and then it changes every week based off of performance and – very cool. So well, we're, she's really excited. We wish her the best of luck. We wish you the best of luck. It's great to talk to you. Uh, go get him the rest of the way. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. Thanks to Luke Williams for joining us on episode 21 of Hook, Line, and Splitter, a Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast presented by NJR Home Services. He was great, uh, as you would have expected. He's always great when we when we do these. Uh, there were a couple of things in there I thought were really cool. I didn't know. One was that he had he woke up at 6 a.m. every day to watch the uh, Olympic team. Obviously, he was their best player during the qualifying period back in May and didn't get to go to Tokyo because he was with the Phillies, which obviously he would have preferred anyway. But, uh, you know, he, he's glad he's with the Phillies, but he didn't get to go to Tokyo, but he still followed everything and woke up at 6 a.m. to watch all the games and they would go on to win the, the silver medal. And then I didn't realize, I don't know if that had been out there before, I didn't realize that he was on the New York City subway system going to the Barclays Center with Mickey Moniak on their way to a Nets playoff game on a Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs day off back in June when he got the call from uh, Josh Bonifay and Gary Jones. Bonifay was, at the time, the farm director for the Phillies, and Gary Jones is the manager for the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, that he would be in uh, in Philly the next day, which is pretty cool. And he, I, I love the line about how he and Mickey started hugging and uh, smiling and everything, and he had all these people on the subway that had no idea what was going on uh, because – they. As Luke said, he had a few minutes to process it and celebrate because uh, the line went dead as they went under, uh, you know, probably under the Hudson River there, or in the, uh, oh, sorry, under the East River, heading out to uh, to Brooklyn for that Nets playoff game. And then he said he did uh, stay and go to the and go to the ball game, so it was pretty cool uh, for Luke. And then uh, the Blue Claws then are back home on Tuesday. It'll be a, a six-game homestand against the Greensboro Grasshoppers, the final six games of the 2021 season here at First Energy Park. Greensboro is the Pirates affiliate, and they will be in. This will be the only six meetings between the two teams this year. Let's do the promo rundown for you. Tuesday night is Dollar Hot Dog Night plus postgame fireworks presented by Fantasy Island Amusement Park. And it's a special dollar dog night. We haven't done too many of those uh, this year. Actually, we haven't done any of those this year. But this will be dollar dog night at First Energy Park coming up on Tuesday. Wednesday, White Claw Wednesday, $5 White Claws. 
concourse wide. Thursday is more fireworks presented by New Jersey Natural Gas. Uh, the last Thursday Thursday of the year as well. That'll be Thursday night. That's September the 9th. Friday, more fireworks presented by the New Jersey Lottery, Autism Awareness Night, Sunny Day Sunshine Center. And we'll also be able to welcome out, looking forward to this part uh, a lot, we're going to welcome the youngsters from the Tom's River East Little League team that made it all the way to the Little League World Series in Williamsport. So... Looking forward to having those guys out here. Uh, I don't know if you saw, we did a video with Logan O'Hoppy, who is, if you haven't heard, since been promoted to AA Reading. He's got a couple of homers already. Uh, so we had uh, Logan and Vito Frisia and Chris Adamson, the Blue Claws manager, on a couple of weeks ago. They did it, or not on, but uh, they recorded a video for us wishing them those kids luck right before the start of the Little League World Series. They made it all the way out there, won a game, uh, but got knocked out. But an amazing run there, the state champs. And uh, got an, an unbelievable experience out there in Williamsport. So they'll be here Friday. Saturday, September 11th, is the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terror attacks. We hope that you can join us early that day on, uh, on the 11th because we're going to have a 9-11 remembrance walk that will begin at 6 o'clock uh, when the gates open. Gates open at 5.50, 10 minutes early. And then we'll have a 9-11 remembrance walk on the field. Fans will be given cards that they'll be able to hold up and as they walk around the, the ballpark, we're, we're going to do it on the field. And everybody will walk 2,730 feet, which was the combined height of both towers. And fans will hold up cards that say, you know, I walk for uh, a victim that maybe they knew or, you know, they could put first responders or NYPD, FDNY, whoever they want, whatever group they want on the card. And we'll also use those cards during the game, uh, during a special in-game ceremony as well. Um, 9-11 Remembrance Day and Salute to Heroes Night on Saturday, September 11th. And there will be a special fireworks show that night, too. And then finally, the last game of the year is Sunday, the 12th. It's Fan Appreciation Day. Kids will lead free thanks to Sabret. And we hope you can join us for that. We'll have a post-game fan photo on the field, which we've done a few times before on Fan Appreciation Days. And then we will also have a post-game catch on the field, which we've typically done on our Father's Day celebration, but we're going to let everybody uh, stay after the game, play catch a little bit on the field, because then you won't be back here until 2022. Now, exactly uh, what that looks like, I don't know yet. Hopefully, we get a 2022 Blue Claw schedule here pretty soon. We should. Um, haven't haven't seen it yet. I have no idea. Uh, if it looks like the AA and AAA 2022 schedules, it'll look a lot like uh, this one. Six-game homestands, or I should say six-game series. 12-game homestands, six-game homestands, whatever works out to. But six-game series Tuesday through Sunday. Uh, with Monday day off every week. I don't think they anticipated doing that uh, when in 2022. They did for 2021 because they wanted to limit travel for COVID purposes, which was t totally understandable. Uh, but I, I don't know. We'll do a, a more deep dive on, the pot, on, uh, on this when the 2022 schedule comes out. But again, I don't know when that will be. Uh, hopefully pretty soon. So stay tuned for that. We will see you at the ballpark on Tuesday uh, for... The final homestead of the year, local summer, presented by Rothman Orthopedic Institute. This has been Hook, Line, and Splitter, a Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast presented by NJR Home Services, bringing you simple solar savings so you can enjoy the sunshine both at home and at the ballpark. I'm Greg Jamborizzi. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and thanks for listening to Hook, Line, and Splitter, episode 21. This has been a Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast. See you next week for the final time at First Energy Park. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.